0: Hello, I'm Natasha Mirosh. Welcome to Extra Virgin Postcards, where I invite a guest from around the world to share what they love about where they live, what there is to see and do, and where to eat and drink. You'll get insights that only a local would know. So whether you're looking for destination information or just armchair travelling, let this Extra Virgin Postcard take you away. So my name is Ivan Vukovic, I come from beautiful Dubrovnik, Croatia, and I work in a city as a tourist guide. Actually, I'm also helping some TV documentaries as a location scout, and I work as a still photographer for some foreign news and different media, but mostly with being a tour guide and trying to show people my beautiful country and beautiful city through the eyes of the local people. Working as a tour guide in the city is fun, but there is problem with tourism, way too many people trying to get into the city, try to imagine that you are my guest and we are actually trying to struggle to get through all the crowds, to show you all the beauty of the city. but you see a bunch of the people around you hitting you with a selfie stick. So that's why I always tell the people, visit Croatia in off-season, start from September until March. It's much easier to travel around, to see everything, and get that vibe of beautiful Croatia. And when people come to Croatia, they also have to learn first thing that Croatia, we call it Hrvatska. So the real name of the country is Hrvatska, but when I ask people after one, one hour, what's the name of the country, they can't remember it well because there's no vowels in it. So they stick to Croatia. But 300 sunny days a year, great nature, amazing food, totally safe. Everything is very clean. So when people get here, they say like, we can't believe how it's underrated country and why we didn't visit it before. And now everybody wants to visit. It's a blessing and a curse. But I tell people, like, I come from Croatia, they will tell me, oh, Russia. And I'm like, no, Croatia. <laughs> first Croatia was never part of russia we are closer to london than to moscow and we are very close to italy because from my city only 100 nautical miles on the other side is the south of italy so i am well traveled i've been to 123 countries around the world but i'm always returning back to my beautiful city of dubrovnik from the city is amazing because you can do lots of day trips you can do day trip to bosnia to visit totally different culture or you can do the day trip to montenegro which is only 35 miles south of croatia and i live all my life in the city of Dubrovnik, so i know mostly all those insider tips you know what to do when it rains what to do if you only have 24 hours because I don't understand tourism nowadays. I do slow travel. I want to get that vibe of the traveling, but people do one day of Dubrovnik or one day of Croatia just to check it off of the bucket list. So I think that life is not an Instagram. You know, you can take a beautiful photos, but in one day you actually can't see anything. So for Dubrovnik, you can at least spend three to five days to see the small city, because the city has only 42,000 inhabitants and we receive three million tourists a year. The city is a medieval city. We are surrounded by the walls. The walls are two kilometers long. We have two tiny entrances inside the old town. So the center of the town, we always call it the old town because it's a historical center. Same like Italian cities. Croatia was one of the republics of Yugoslavia, and the city looks very as Italian cities. People would will, will be very surprised. They will always tell me, oh, this looks like a small Venice or small Naples. Our dialect of Croatian is very similar to Italian. We use a lots of gestures, so people think that we are arguing when we are talking to each other, We like to drink coffee for at least two hours in the morning. And we like to talk about the weather, which is always the same. Everything is very green. Everything is built in a limestone. We call Dubrovnik also King's Landing, because King's Landing is the capital of seven kingdoms of Game of Thrones. And there is more people now heading on Game of Thrones tours than on the regular history tours. I do both, but you know, sometimes it's funny that you can't believe that people want to hear only about the show, not about the real history, which is more complex than Game of Thrones because we lived through the Roman times, through the Venetian times, through Ottoman times, all those conflicts in Europe, times of Austria-Hungarians, Yugoslavia, Homeland War, independence, Croatia, so when I start to tell them the history of Croatia, they're all, oh my God, this is like more than Lannisters and and Thrones. <laughs> so when people come to Dubrovnik, there is one amazing thing, which we call Dubrovnik card. Dubrovnik card is the card which gives you the access to the city walls, all the museums, all the galleries, public transport, and 10 to 20% off on some things. So the must-see things in the city are actually walking on the top of the city walls. Dubrovnik is a walled city. We use the walls for the defense. I love those walls, especially in the afternoon, because they are two kilometers long and you spend almost two hours taking amazing photographs during the golden hour and beating the crowds because the crowds in Dubrovnik are mostly in the morning. So when you're there in the afternoon, it's much more relaxed. After that, you take a cable car to the top of the hill, where we visit Napoleon's Fort. Napoleon's Fort is a homeland war museum, which gives you the insights about the bloodbath, which happened 30 years ago. We fight for the independence for Croatia, but the aerial views of the walled city and all the surrounding islands, Lafiti Islands, like 30 minutes away from the city, Usually people love to visit Alafiti Islands, like at least three island hopping. They spend all day over there, they have a lunch, they drink Zinfandel wine because Zinfandel is indigenous wine for Croatia, the south of Croatia. It's not American, it's Croatian, it's full bodied, well rounded, and you have to take a nap afterwards. Outside of the World City, there's many galleries, there is many new stuff now going around the city, like a Red History Museum, which brings you back to the times of Yugoslavia under President Tito, because we didn't learn many things about that in school, because it was, you know, a black dot of our history, depending who you ask. Then we have now Selfie Museum, (laughs) because that's a very important thing, you know, different settings, people taking selfies, that's what people love to do nowadays better to take some selfies in selfie museum than to go to history museum and see some people who died a long time ago. Then we have a love stories museum which is also a new thing and you have all those historical sites you know like the museum of history, modern art gallery and all that stuff. After you go for a lunch so typical Croatian lunch it has to be wine around. So food added to wine or wine as itself. Uh, black cuttlefish risotto its what people eat the most over here. We like to eat uh, oysters, the raw oysters. You know, just put some lemon on it. A beef stew cooked in wine. Uh, then seabream, John Dory, red scorpio fish. It's mostly Mediterranean. It's like very similar to Italian food. We also don't put pineapple on pizza, you know, so these are some of the deadly sins which we don't do. And, you know, throughout the day, we eat very late. It's funny because I go swimming around 6 p.m. and people go dressed up for dinner. So they look at me, I look at them. But, you know, we swim until the sunset around 8 p.m., then we dress up and around 10 o'clock we will be in a local restaurant. Local restaurant in Dubrovnik is called Konoba. In Konoba, you'll see mostly the family working. They have their own family restaurant. It's typical and traditional. And they don't smile at you. (laughs) Because, you know, they never shifted from that socialism to TripAdvisor thing. So (laughs) they will serve you a lot of the food. If you don't eat that lot of food, they will yell at you. They will ask you what is wrong. Better eat all, order less, but eat and then order more than to leave something on a plate. So, and we always mix everything mostly with the red wine. And if you want to have a cheap eats, cheap drinks, then you go to the areas where are mostly residential, like Port of Grouche, that harbor, which is becoming now more and more promenade. And you have area of Lapad where we go to swim and there are pretty nice places. When I recommend it to people, let's say like what to eat. If people take the cable car, they can walk for like 10 minutes, very like downhill. There is Konoba called Dubrava. It's also almost like the name of the city, Dubrovnik, but it's Dubrava. That's the place where we eat the lamb under the belt. So lamb under the bell is a traditional way of making the food. You put the coal, coal is there for two hours and it's like slowly cooked. So you have to order that food at least three to four hours in advance to be cooked. And then you put all the potatoes, lamb, you can even put the octopus underneath. So that's very, very traditional and you can't find it in many places. Then you, when you go to the harbor of Gruges, there is a Gloriet, so like Gloria. So Gloriet place is the place where most of the local go after the shopping, the local shopping, because there is a green market and a fish market in that area. And many people go there for that merenda brunch or lunch. There is also amazing uh, vegetarian restaurants. We call it Urban & Vega, just sitting at almost at the same place where is Gloria restaurant. So, in case you are vegetarian, that's one of the rare options which you can find in Dubrovnik because we are a meat lovers. So, hard to eat any vegan or vegetarian food over here. And then I always tell people at that green market there is something which looks very trashy you know from the 70s and 80s and they didn't refurnish it i think from there one family which has it's called like a fast food but actually it's a small market which is called tourist and it's not for the tourists because that the place where we sit eat the cheese pie with the yogurt or burek which you probably tried in bosnia because burek is a meat thing and after that we eat the the enormous donuts. I can't explain how big they are, but we are like drowning ourselves in the donuts, and that's like cheap, you know, like burek and a donuts and yogurts. You can have them for like six, seven Aussie dollars. So it's funny. You get a proper meal in a inner a place where the Croatians are sitting, enjoying their coffee and eating. In La Padaria, people go for sunsets. sunset. They have a cave bar that's for like the cocktail spot. It's a, it's a bar inside a cave, but it also sits on the water. So people go to swim, they drink a cocktail, they watch the sunset, they have a pastry shop, they have a great fish restaurant above. So that's for the area of La Padre outside. And there's also the place a bit outside where you, where you take a taxi. Taxi will take you taxi will take you for 10 minutes in Konoba king so like a king you eat like a king believe me because for $20 you can eat tuna steaks ram steaks beef steaks any kind of the food and you talk to the owners because you sit at their home actually so it's open fireplace they talk to you they serve you grappa so in case you don't know what grappa is you can't remember anything if you drink three grappas in a row, but it's a remedy. You use it for everything, for all kinds of diseases, for injuries, for toothache. Your grandparents will always give you, give you some shots of grappa. Grappa is now made from everything, you know, the carrots, plums, any kind of fruits you can imagine. You know, if we have plenty of it, we will mix it with the grappa. And when you go around the city, The most important thing, like people take taxis or Uber, but I always tell them the first experience is always the important one, getting to the airport and not to be ripped off by somebody who will take you to the city. It's always a good thing to contact the owner because their private transfers are the same price as a taxi but never same price as Uber because they put high demand on the airport. So you will actually pay double price to take Uber, which is very convenient because people are now sticking to their cell phones, so it's only one click away. But you pay double money than taxi or private transfer if you contact your host and ask him to help you out. But around the city, it's very convenient. Taxis or Ubers or when you buy Dubrovnik cards. You will get the bus tickets as we work mostly in tourism, seven days a week, but we know when the weekend starts. So we try to organize Saturdays to go on a boat because every family here has a boat to escape the crowds, escape the people. So what we do, we probably buy, 50, 60, 70 beers. <laughs> then we go at the open sea. You can go to swim wherever you want. You can jump in. There is no currents. There is no jellyfish. There is no sharks. <laughs> you can swim wherever you want. Water is very warm. And that's how we spend our Saturdays, somewhere outside of the city. Sundays, we mostly go to meet our family because this is like a small Italy, you know, you have to say. Hello to your parents, grandparents, great grandparents. We go for lunch, saying hi to our family, you know, talking about the weekend, talking about weather, then having a coffee for the long afternoons, typical siesta. So from two to five, don't call me, don't call my parents. We will not respond you and we will think that that's not a very polite thing to do. Contact us in a siesta time and Siesta is actually called fiaca, So fiaca is a state of the mind, let's say like creation yoga. And then after five o'clock, we mostly go a bit for a swim somewhere in a beach bar. How you can tell that somebody is Croatian at the beach? We don't lay down as sausages at the beach and, you know, enjoying the sun. We are sitting in a beach bar drinking coffee or beer taking a dip and returning back to the beach bar. So that's like a typical weekend of Dubrovnik, but you know, when we are heavily involved in tourism, you sometimes forget, is it Monday, Sunday? It can be pretty much of the rush, but winters are very, very easy. So I always recommend it: come to Dubrovnik in winter, you will see the smile on the faces of the locals because they are finally relaxed after the long tourist season (laughs) and you can talk to them easily and enjoy Dubrovnik on your own. Winter is actually not winter. You can be almost in a t-shirt in a winter, but we pretend that we have a winter festival, we eat some German sausages. We just need some artificial snow to be in a city. So, when you come to Dubrovnik, the best thing to do is to book a tour with me. I usually do all kinds of tours, coming from the war history to the regular history, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, Robin Hood, everything that was filmed over here. And I do also the tour, I started with it two years ago. It's called Wanna Be Creation, to show the people of the lifestyle of Croatian people. So, if you book that tour, you can be sitting with me in a local coffee bar discussing weather for two hours. So I'm inviting you all to come to my beautiful country. You don't have to go on a tour with me. I will send you my sister. She's like a professor of history. You know, you can fall asleep on the, that kind of the tour because you will get to know every single year and every uh, about every stone when Dubrovnik was built. If you are that type of the person and visit me in Beautiful Dubrovnik. Just imagine 280 to 300 sunny days a year, Zinfandel wine, amazing food, lots of siesta, beautiful beaches, very tall people, and we are still better in water polo than Australians. (laughs) You've been listening to Extra Virgin, a podcast for the Epicurious. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can follow Extra Virgin Food and Travel on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't already, go to Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and leave a review.